Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Praise God. How many of y'all thankful you came to church today? All right, six of you. Early service needs to wake up. Before you're seated today, look at your neighbor and say, this word is for me and not you. Come on. Say it again. This word is for me and not you. Thank you, worship team. Well, praise God. I have some exciting news to share with you. Uh, For the first time this week, John, I was able... I, I, I had a few horses to shoe down at the arena this week, and I was sitting down there, and I'm proud to tell you this, that I looked around and said, we now own this building. Amen. Come on. Debt no more. Down at the arena, God is so good. And so for the increase that continues to come in, now we're going to throw it to the debt here on this building. And I'm telling you, we are going uh, to be living in freedom. I mean, y'all thankful for that. Amen. Well, before I get started, again, I want to say this. This is for you. All right. Now, last week when I was leaving, I said, hey, where's your wife at? And he said, Oh, she had to work, but you trust me. She's going to sit down and listen to this message. This was for her. And so I don't want to be hearing this this week. All right? If you're going to point fingers at anybody, we need to point it at ourselves, right? How many of y'all know uh, the, fa- the marriage gets better when we get better? How many of y'all know the family gets better when we get better? When the leader gets better, the whole organization gets better. And so uh, that, I want you to lean in on that today. The Bible says in Genesis 2.18, it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. Last week we looked at this text and we saw this, that it's very important that we not live alone. How many of y'all know it's important that you have community? Come on. How many of y'all know it's important that you have community? The Bible says this, Forsake not the assembling of saints together, especially when you see the day approaching. I don't know if you've watched the news. The day of the Lord is approaching. I don't know if it's this month. I don't know if it's this year. I don't know if it's in five years, but I know he's closer than he's ever been before. No one knows the day or the hour. But it's important that we come together and we have, we have community with one another. It also says this in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. It says, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Don't do things alone. Amen. How many of y'all know we need each other? We need each other. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you. Look at him and say, you need me. Amen. God, we thank you, Lord, for this word today. We pray that it would be a lamp unto our feet, that it would be a light into our path. God, I pray that you would do a miracle in hearts today. Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, John. Well, last week, I left you with some homework to, uh, to do, and uh, we talked about 
in Genesis chapter 4, he said, sin is crouching out the door looking to control you. We saw this where control is, sin is. How many of y'all believe that to be true? Especially in the world and things that are going on, wherever control is, sin is. And so I did some homework for you. Rather than trying to control the situation, let's try to uh, uh, display the fruits of the Spirit. Let's display love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. How many of y'all really tried to do that this week? I'll lift my hand and say, I really did. There was times where I did have to fight that controlling the situation. I wouldn't have won anyway, so I don't care. Moving on. Number one, I'm going to go into some pillars today that I believe are very important that if you're going to have a relationship, whether it be with your kids or be with your spouse, this is more of a teaching today. Of course, I always say that, and then I get a little excited from time to time. And, uh, but I believe these are pillars if you're going to have a foundational relationship with someone. And I believe these also go into even your relationship with the Lord. But number one I want to talk about today is this. It's a pillar that you should have in your relationship. Number one is trust. How many of y'all lift your hand and say, you know what, I think that's an important thing in, in, in a good relationship is trust. You know what trust is? It means to have a bold, secure confidence in them. Uh, scripture that we love, it might be up in your bathroom or somewhere in your house. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And what's it say? Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean on on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. What is that scripture saying? It's saying this, that I don't understand the circumstance. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean on on your own understanding. You know, lots of times we want to understand the situation. Come on, how many's out there? You're like, I want to understand this. Why is he thinking like this? Why is she thinking like this, especially when it comes to teenage boys, teenage girls? What is the matter with them? They have lost their ever-living mind because they're not thinking with the right brain. That's why, right? And so, and so right away, we, we want to figure it out. But God is saying this, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Come on. How many of y'all believe the Lord is saying this? I, I was there in the beginning, and I will be there at the end. I am the first, and I'm the last. I'm the author and the finisher of your faith. Meaning this, I'm, the, um, I'm there at the beginning of your marriage, and I'll be at the end of your marriage. I was there when that boy was born or that girl was born, and I will be there at the end of their life as well. So rather than you trying to figure it out, why don't you cast all your care on me for I care for you? Are you seeing what I'm saying this morning? And so what we're doing is we're put, having a bold confidence, not in man, but in God. How many of y'all know where trust is, big things can happen? Especially when you're trusting in the right thing. So anyways, I want to say this. It, so it's, it's having a bold, secure confidence in them. When trust is there, security and safety are there. How many of y'all know when you trust in somebody, you have security in that person? You have safety in that person. I love it that my boys, I, I love it that they both think that I'm like 10 foot tall and bulletproof. I love that. I mean, nope, y'all might not think that, but my boys, I'm telling you, they think I'm nine foot six inches tall. Last night, we, mama was gone, and so I had two boys in my bed with me, and it was like WrestleMania. All right? Don't tell mom this, but, but Catch was jumping off the uh, top of the the bed right into my gut I'm telling you broke the wind out of me and and I was like oh and Anson said 
uh, Anson said, oh, dad is not okay. And Ketch, he's running out the room. Yes, he is. <laughs> Come on. But I love that, that my boys have a security in me. I love that my sons have a, a, a safety in me, that Addison, she has a safety in me, that, that there's some things that kids said to her at school, and she, she told them about her father. Not like I can do anything. It's like, Addison, I can't go up there and beat up a whole bunch of teenage boys. Although I'd really like to. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> but I love it that my, my children, that my wife, they have a safety in me because where trust is, security and safety is. Where trust is, you can be real without apology. Right? Like if you, if you really trust someone, you can open up to that person. You can tell things like, honestly, I, you know, I wish you guys had the same relationship that I had with Pastor Ty. Y'all see him in some way, and I see him as that man of God well, but also to have a whole different relationship with him that is very real. Like is that golf course kind of real. Like one-on-one kind of real. Like tells you things that he wouldn't tell other people, and I'm grateful for that kind of relationship with him. But you know how that comes? It comes from trust. I don't know about you, but if you're gonna if you're gonna have a great relationship with your spouse, that's the kind of relationship you gotta, relationship that you have to have. That you can actually be real with some things and not have an offense there. So there's three things we wrote down today talking about trust. Number one is this: trust takes time. Number two, t- trust takes transparency. Number three, trust takes truth. Just real quick, talking about time. Uh, trust takes time. How many of y'all know it takes time to build trust, but it also takes time if trust's been taken away to build it back up? Meaning this, if you're the offender, you don't get to set the time of when the trust is back. I'm just going to say that. Now, you might be for me against me on that, but I have, I have found that to be true. But I also want to talk to the offendee, the one who is offended by the offender, and you have, they, have, they have broke that trust with you. I want to tell you, tell you this, that if you're offended, you need to run to God. Right? You don't, you don't need to run to that other family member to talk about what happened, or you don't need to even run to that neighbor. And I'm not saying you can't have an accountability person in your life, but I'm saying that you can make that time longer or shorter, and the choice is yours. But I'm telling you, it's going to help you out. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I'm not saying that it's going to be a, a month quicker or 10 years quicker. I'm just saying that with God, all things are possible. And I'm saying this, that you saying never again, I'm telling you, uh, where repentance is, replenishing is. And if there truly has been repentance, you need to work on your heart. Remember, we're working on us this morning. We're working on me. Also, to trust uh, takes transparency. You know, when I was thinking about this, I, I thought about y'all, those of you that have been church here for a long time, the original stage of the church is right here. And then the pulpit, well, you can see the end of the step was right here. And then this was the church. Y'all see how, how much we've grown? So this was the stage, but right over here, was a lady named Chico, and she had a transparency machine up on the stage. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Up on the wall. 
And what a transparency machine was is you had this transparency paper that you would run through the copy machine of, of words of a song, and it would get on that transparency paper, and she would put it on this machine, and what was ever on the paper would be a true meaning of what was on the wall. So meaning whatever was on there, even if somebody had messed it up, it didn't show all the good, it showed the good and the bad. How many of y'all know trust takes transparency? That, that even through the good times, uh, trust can built up, be built up like meaning you can be, you, even your faults can be come out in a relationship. If, if it's really going to be trust, whatever's in your heart's going to come out. You can't hide nothing from that person if there's truly going to be trust. I'm telling you, secrets can't be in a trustful relationship, right? Because then when the secrets come out, the trust gets broken. So there's got to be transparency. The third one is this, trust takes truth. Well, no duh, but let me break down. There's two kinds of people that are in this room. Number one, there is people that value truth so much that you're comfortable with the conflict that it brings. Well, I heard them out there. You hear them? I heard them. Mm-hmm. I be keeping it real all the time. All right? I know you're out there. All right, this next one here, these are the people of God because these are my people. You hate conflict and avoid the conversation. Just walk away. Like, they don't need to know that. Well, it's the truth. I know, but still, you know the bomb that that's going to create? Who are those people out there? See, already you didn't want to raise your hand because you're avoiding the conflict. You're like... See what I'm saying? <laughs> I pointed you guys out. But here's the deal. Whether you're that person or the other person, I want to tell you this, Ephesians 4.15. All right? Thou saith the Lord. Now, we, we learned in Bible school, school that we need to take this literal, and I believe that, that there is context in this particular scripture at, when Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus. But he says in Ephesians 4.15, I'm reading out of the New Living Testament, he said, instead, we will speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. So here's the deal. Like, pastor, I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to say whatever, whatever comes out, I'm saying. Listen, I understand that. But be nice. All right? I'm helping some people skills here. I'm helping your marriage. I'm helping you with your, even your children. You can keep it real, but be nice. All right? Tell the truth with a smile on your face. Come on. You know, you don't, I, I, I see you guys on Facebook. I see you. I've joined that club myself before. Speak the truth, but be nice. How many of y'all know we got to be nice? Because truth without love won't build trust. You can speak the truth and be kind at the same time. I promise you. It's not what you said. It's how you said it. How many of y'all have ever heard that before? It's because they weren't Nice. You weren't nice, all right? Um, and here's, I want to say this, and, and I, have failing, uh, I have fallen guilty to this. Make sure that when your kids or your spouse, when they come to you and they are truthful to you, don't make them feel punished for telling you the truth. Amen. Like, you're like, don't lie to me. And then they tell you the truth and you... No, 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 no. 
Listen, I, I, listen I, I'll be honest with you. I have to work on that. Like, what? What? And I have to think to myself, they ain't going to tell me the truth again if I act like this. Right? And I'm trying to help them. How many of y'all know we need to help one another? We need to help one another in trust. Trust. So thinking about that, when, when, when they do come to you, make sure that they don't feel punished. Here's another, another word. Thou sayest the Lord, Colossians 3 and verse 9. Do not lie to each other. Well, pastor, what's it say in the Greek? Don't lie to each other. What's it say in the Hebrew? Here's the translation. Don't lie to each other. Mm, glory to God. It's easy as that. Don't lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. So, uh, you know what's scary about a lie is this. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Right? And then a lie covers up the lie that covers up the lie, and you forget what the first lie was even was. Here's the number two thing. It hardens your heart. Last week we looked at Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. How many of y'all know your heart will get hard when you lie? Here's the third thing. The more you will believe it. How many of y'all have ever been around those compulsive liars before that you're really thinking, I really think that he went, he thinks that he went to the moon with Armstrong or husband. I really think that he thinks that. Y'all been around those people that just all they do is lie. They say hi to you and you're like, I don't think you believe that. You know who I'm talking about. All right. But here's the deal. We got to be careful. Lying always separates. Lying always separates. Matthew 5, 37 says this. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. All right. Just putting this very simple talking about this building trust. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. I'm just trying to help you out. This is very practical teaching. Even this year, it's crazy. In January, I preached four funerals and I had the opportunity to do four more. I had a funeral company call me here and said, you know what? Uh, this lady had in her will that she had came to one of your services and loved your preaching and she wants you to do the service. I had no clue she was. And I'm like, that's very honoring. But no. I mean, I'd love to, but no. I don't have time. You know, if I, if I did everything that, that came across my path, I'm telling you, I don't have no time for you guys. But let me tell you who's more important to me. You. You are. I mean, weddings, and there's some that I really wanted to do, but I was busy with some other things. But I've also done this before, and I've learned not to. You know what? Let me pray about it. We're inside. I'm saying no. You know what I've learned? When Christians say, well, let me pray about it, that not only means no, that means heck no. They're laughing because it's true, isn't it, Pastor Robert? Well, let me pray about it. Okay, I'll get somebody else. No problem. You know? Why don't you just tell me no? Because then what happens? Then you go home. It's like, how am I going to get out of this? And then you're like, oh, man. And then you're laying up at night going, oh, Lord, how am I supposed to get, how, how am I, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Just be honest. Amen? Just be honest. Then you're done with it. I'm learning this myself. You know, I, I, right away I had people call this week. I've got five head to shoe. No, no. Just because I'm, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. 
And you know what? Rather than saying, you know, well, let me pray about it. Well, let me think about it. Well, I'll call you back. You never call them back. Then you're lying. You are a liar. Who am I preaching to this morning? I'm preaching to y'all right now. I promise you, I'm speaking mad facts right now. And here's one last thing I want to share with you on trust. If you make a mess, own it. Don't lie about it. Just come back in and say, you know what, I messed up. I'm telling you, that will build trust rather than separating you. Come on, who's this for today? Here's the next one. You ready? This one's my favorite. For every good relationship, you've got to have a pillar of honor. You've got to have a pillar of honor. Uh, honor means this. It means weighty. It means important. It means value. Um, one of the things that really ministered to me from the family when I did Miss Belva Greenhouse's funeral, I was at their house, and Mr. Greenhouse uh, was sitting there, and they said what's the family um, said this about their relationship of 68 years. Married 68 years. Said that they were always so honoring of one another. That even when things were wrong in the family and even when things were bad at work, they always honored one another. I'm telling you, I needed to hear that. How many of y'all know we, we need to take weight in, in relationships that are important to us? You know what honor, talking about weighty, what that meant, it came from an old term of when they first started making coins... They would not make the stamp of the coin the same. So they like, would chisel out these coins. One would be big, one would be small. But even though that big one, that one that was bigger than the smaller one, it all came down to what it weighed that brought the value. So if the small one had more substance to it, it had more value than the bigger coin. Does that make sense? That's having a weighty in a relationship like you 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 value them like they may not have been the same places or gone the same places or done the same thing when honor is there you still value them because you put weight in that person are you seeing what i'm saying and so another thing is importance it's value look at romans 12 and verse 10 it says be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one fam family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. You know what we don't have today? I can safely say this with boldness. People don't honor one another. People don't honor one another. It's, uh, and here's the deal, unexpressed honor is not honor. How many of y'all know we've got to express some things? I went to lunch with Brandy this week. And after we left, kissed, said goodbye, I went to the north side of town, and she, she had to, uh, uh, she was doing something for the kids. Well, I called her and said, hey, I just want to tell you that I loved having lunch with you today. She goes, oh, really, what was your favorite part? I said, the view. <laughs> you can go ahead and write that down, all right? If your spouse ain't here, you can go ahead, all right, put that in the bank of love right there, all right? Can I, can I tell you, our spouse is one honor from us, and an unexpressed honor is not honor. Well, I do all of these things. Well, that may be one thing. See, I've fallen into that trap before. Well, I mean, I work to provide. I do all of these things. Do you not see those things? Yes, I see those things, but I need to hear some things as well, right? 
I was talking uh, to a man this week, and uh, he was telling me, talking, in fact, he was talking about sex. We're all big people here. He's talking about a man, and, 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 and it brought me to this conclusion. A man, see, he's been taught forever, well, if the man wants it, lady just needs to give it to him. I promise you, if the lady just gives it to him, and honor is not there, the man doesn't want it. I'm being honest. Because, but here's the deal, men, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If you want to be honored there, you better honor in other places. You want loving at 11, you better run the dishwasher at 7. Right? Come on, we're all grown-ups here. Honor. Honor is a big thing. So whatever you refuse to honor, that thing will leave. Even when we disagree, we're still going to honor. Well, you do, can, I, can I tell you, this is, this is, this is the simple, it is as simple as the principle, the teaching of whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Uh, well, they're not honorable. It doesn't mean you can't be. Remember, we're talking about you today. We're not talking about him or her. We're talking about you. Well, you don't realize what they've done. No, I don't. But I'm telling you, honor unlocks honor. I've told you many times before the story of the Jairus. I love that story in Scripture of where Jesus, you know the story of Jairus, where he goes through all these obstacles, and finally they get to the house where, the, the, where his daughter is that is dying. And the Bible says he gets there, and they were laughing at him because Jesus said this, she's only asleep. Well, they knew she was dead. Y'all know the story? And what does Jesus do? Get all the dishonorable people out of the room because where honor is, a miracle can happen. I'm telling you, that is the truth. Where honor is. You know, just like this, I want to teach my kids honor up, down, all around. So if you're in the, in the position in the company where you are the peon, you honor those that are in authority over you. If you're at the place where you're the authority you honor those under you. Like if you're the leader, you honor those people. You don't treat them like trash. Yes, you make them do their job, but you honor them. You put weight in them. You put value in them. You make them feel important. If you want them to make you feel important, you honor them. Because honor unlocks honor. Are you seeing what I'm saying this morning? Like there's been times before... Uh, um, I've told this story many times. There was, a, uh, there was a horse that got super messed up. Me and uh, Doc got together, and um, he was about to go rope with the, the NFR in the calf roping. And we, we shot this horse a few times before he got better, and he came back to me like he was on his way to Vegas. And he told me, he said, Travis, when you do this horse, I have confidence that my horse is going to ride better. He's going he's gonna to feel better. You know what he was doing? He was honoring me. And you know what? I was in a hurry that day. I slowed down and did the best job that I could. I mean, spit shining. You could dip your ketchup in that horse's foot. Because when he honored me, it lock, unlocked something on the inside of me. You know, I, I, have, I have a son that I'm telling you, he's beginning to see it. That honor unlocks favor in people's life. That if you want to be favored, you've got to honor. I'm working with all my kids, but one of them's really got, he's really seen it. That look them in the eye. 
Like even my kids, my boys, I want them to say yes, sir, to me. I want them to say no, sir, to me. Addison, I want her to say yes, ma- yes sir, to me. No, sir, to me. You know what I do with my kids? I say yes, sir, to them. I say no, ma'am, to them. I honor my children, and it unlocks them to honor me. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Well, they don't do it to me. Well, it, it starts with somebody. It might as well start with you. Come on, this is good teaching. First Chronicles 4, 9 and 10, it says this. It says, there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. I love that. You know the story of Jabez, that God, inc- oh God, that you would bless me and expand my territory. But look at this. God honored the request of him expanding the territory. Y'all know the, the, the prayer of Jabez. You've probably seen it on things. But the first of the scripture says he was more honorable than all his brother. Why? Because honor unlocked honor. When he was honorable to the people of God's people, his brothers, God unlocked honor to pour into Jabez's life. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Another thing is this. I just want to throw some out here. Honor resists gossip. Honor is never jealous. Like if you're honoring the same person, let's say, uh, you know, me and Gabe are honoring Pastor Robert. And Pastor Robert has a relationship with Gabe. Listen, if it's honor, I'm not going to be jealous of the relationship that he has with Gabe. Because I'm not, if, if, if we're all pointed towards the same goal, Honor resists jealousy because it's a hard issue. Here's the third one. Honor lifts others. Here's the fourth one. Honor fights. Honor seeks understanding. Honor finds ways to encourage one another. Here's the next one. Here's, here's the scripture. Galatians 6.10. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially, everybody say Especially. Especially to those in the family of faith. Now, I'm just going to be on you just a little bit. You know where I've seen people honor all places except for in the house of God? Christians can be the worst about this towards other Christians. Because jealousy comes in. All these things that I talked about. If we need to honor anybody, we need to honor the people of God that we fight the good fight of faith with. Like quit fighting with each other on Facebook. Drop it. I'm preaching so good right now, Gabe. They don't even understand. Here's another thing that I see from this text. It says, especially to those in the family of faith. So it tells me this, that you need to honor, but you need to have some especially honors. So meaning this, you know, my family is going to get my best. They're going to get my best. Like if you call me at 9 o'clock... My phone don't ring because I have it on silent. The only ones that will answer, that I will answer to is family. Like Pastor Ty's made the list, right? Cody Brooke, they've made the list. Uh, um, my, Creed, he's made the list. He's called me that late before. Later than that, for sure. Um, my parents, obviously my kids are inside, inside my home. Aunt Donna, I'm telling you. There's some that, that make that list. But here's the deal. They get my best. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. That your family gets your best. Don't let, I don't have it on me. Don't let your phone get your best. 
Don't let your phone get your best. Let your family have your best. Uh, church family, you're, you're a close second behind it, but I'm telling you, I can't be honoring to you if I'm not honoring to my own. Amen? Here's another one. Last one right here. Y'all getting some out of it yet so far? Here's another one. Number three. You knew we'd go here. Love. Love. Love ought to be a priority. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. We all know it, but I'm going to read out of the NIV. It says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not, it, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It, is, it keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejo- rejoices in with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always uh, perseveres. Love never fails. Amen? Now, you got to understand the context of this. Maybe some of you have been in here last July. Pastor was talking on the spiritual gifts, and he was talking out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I thought it very fitting that I tell the history of the church at Corinth. How many of y'all were here for that when I talked about the church at Corinth? Of, of, of who they were and how the city started, and it's very important. So there was lots of alcohol there. There was all kinds of, of sinful things, but because of the trade, there was lots of money. So when he is writing the church at Corinth, he's writing to a wealthy and gifted people. But what is he doing? Your gifts, uh, you can be gifted all you want to, but it doesn't mean that you're walking in love. Right? In fact, what does it say right here in verse, thir- verse 1? Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have no charity, talking about love, I am become the sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. Meaning this, you can, I've seen people that are strong men of God, but they don't walk in love and nobody likes them. I'm telling you, we've got a faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is what? It's love. Love is so important. In thinking about love is patient, love is kind, it is not envious, it is not boastful, it is not proud. I want you to think about this. These are all choices. These are not feelings. Amen? These are all choices. These are not feelings. So thinking about this, love is a choice and feelings should follow choices, not the other way around. Meaning love is not a feeling and choices could, could some after it. I'm telling you... Uh, Emotions are not wrong, but they just can't be the leader. Right? Like, I really believe that, that there is times where we have emotions about things, but they just, they can't be the leader. I've got to make, no matter how I'm feeling about the decision, I'm going to choose right now that I'm going to be patient. I'm going to choose that I'm going to be kind that I'm not going to be envious. I'm not going to be boastful and arrogant. I'm not going to keep records of wrong. I'm going to make the choice because God made the choice over me about it. So I'm going to return the favor. And and, and looking into my kid's life and looking at that neighbor or looking at that that, that co-worker that's driving you crazy, I'm going to make the choice today not to be led by my emotions, but I'm going to choose to do what God's Word says. How many of y'all know... Not only is honor expressed, but love is expressed. John, you can go ahead and come. Love is expressed. And so thinking about this, if you're truly going to be somebody who walks in love, 
You need to make them feel valued, heard, safe, and special if you're going to walk in love. Valued. I want you to think about your spouse. Maybe you're in a rocky place. How is it that you make them feel valued? How is it that you make them, your kids feel valued? You know, there's the love language test. Y'all have ever done the five love, love language tests with your spouse? We've, we've done that before. And so I know what the expression of love is to Brandy that makes her feel valued. Now, I'm not always good at doing it. I always need to be better at that. But how many of y'all know we need to express love to the people that we love the most? Like I'm telling you, you know what will break up a marriage faster than anything or a relationship? The law of familiarity. When you get familiar with that person, it's a scary place to be. Here's the second thing. Make them feel heard. I was talking to a client this week, and they have a dad that he is in his basement with a tinfoil hat on watching YouTube of all the thing, crazy things that are going on in the world. Listen, things are going crazy and things are going to get crazier. But the last thing that she wants from her dad is this, to hear all the mad stuff that's going on in the world. All she has is a relationship of hearing him. You need to do this and you need to do this and you need to do this and you need to do this. You know what she told me? I just for once want him to hear me. I mean, y'all know it's so easy to get so busy that we don't listen. This goes in a relationship with Christ. You know what love is? It's not only expressing, but it's listening. Love. Love listens. Here's the third one. Love makes you make them feel safe. Make them feel safe. Like you're going to have to do something out of love. To make them feel safe. Running out of time here, but make them feel special. Make them feel special. Like, what is it about them? Like, bring some of those things up. What is it, if you're giving, if you're saying the same things to your circle of people that you're saying to that very close one in your life, they're going to feel like everybody else. But you've got to isolate them to make them feel special over everything else. Like the boys, when we walked in today, they went in my office. They grabbed a drink out of there like they own the place. And I've told them before, you know, here's the deal. Not everybody can do this. But you two boys, because you're mine, you can come in here whenever you want. Those chocolate almonds that are in here that Don eats all the time. You can eat more than Dawn because you're my boy. You're my girl. How many of y'all know we've got to have those things with our kids? We've got to have those things with our spouse. Those special moments. Love is a special moment. We've got to make these things a priority. Love. In fact, if you're in here today and you say, you know what, I've just... 
This is eye-opening to me. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. This is eye-opening to me. Maybe it's in your relationship with Christ that the trust is not there, the honor is not there, the love is not there. Who got something out of the Word today? Come on, who got something out of the Word today? Praise God. Trust. Got to trust. And if and I pray this, if that trust has been broken, I'm telling you, if you are the offended, you need to run to the Lord. Honor has got to be there. Honor unlocks honor. I hope you got that today. Honor unlocks favor in your life. Let's honor one another. Let's honor one another. They may, well, he doesn't think like I think. You can still honor. He don't believe the same thing that I believe. Well, you can still honor. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. That goes with all relationships. If you want love, sow love. You want trust, sow trust. You want honor, sow honor. Sow respect. If you're in here today with every head bowed, with every eye closed, and you say, you know what? My relationship with the Lord is not what it used to be. I can honestly tell you this, that my trust is no longer there. There's things that have happened in my life that I just don't understand. That I can't put a grasp on, but today I want to make things right. If you're out there and say, you know what? I haven't been honoring the Lord the way I live. Today is the day of salvation. If you're out there and you say, you know what? I can honestly tell you this, that I don't love the Lord like I used to. And because I don't love the Lord, I don't love my kids the way I need to. I don't love my spouse the way I need to. The ones that are closest to me, love is not there because the one who created love is not in me. I'm here to tell you, you can get things right with God today. Number one is this, you admit, you admit that you are a sinner. Sin has separated you from God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Number two is this, you believe that he was buried. He died, he was buried, and on the third day he rose again. That's the good news, that he did it for you. Here's the third thing, confess him as your Lord. He come live on the inside of you. Whatever you've done, whoever you've hurt, whatever you've messed up, he'll forgive you as far as the east is from the west, and that is a promise that only God can do for you. If that's you today and say, you know what, I need to get things right. I came in today searching. I came in today broken. I came in today looking for help. I'm telling you, you came to the right place. Because God wants to minister to you right now. So if that's you and you say, you know what, that's me. I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you're away from God, if you're new to God, all of us in this room, we're going to pray this prayer. But if this is you, really believe this in your heart. Say, Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. I believe that you died, you were buried, and on the third day you rose again. Come live in my heart, Jesus. I confess you as my Lord. Make me new. Set me free from this day forward. I'll serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below 
And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.